Welcome to KFAB, a podcast. <laughs> the podcast is about wrestling and fashion, but mostly fashion. We nailed it. Oh, guys, we're learning. We it's are. so exciting. We have a theme song now. I know. Yes. Thank you so much to Mike Malarkey. Thank you so much. I love it. It's He's, he's amazing. Uh, we're going to put his info in our show notes, and you guys should definitely check out his work because he is a, a genius. It's actually, it was something where when we were talking about making a theme song, we wanted him to do it so badly, but we were like, we don't want to bother him. He's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so I'm glad that we finally did decide to bother him. Yeah, because we got a talented ass friend. You know? Yeah. yeah. We, got, we just got a talented, busy friend who can make beats and do all the things, and you should pay him money to do that. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, great. Thank you so much. We are so excited. I was babysitting when I heard it, and the baby is four months old. I played it, and she was, like, kind of neutral, as babies are. <laughs> and she, like, lit up in such a way that I was like, this is a good song. Man, it's a real jam. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, speaking of jams, should we introduce ourselves? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Um, Never apologize. I know. I was looking at Mike. <laughs> Let's not. We can't, we can't introduce him first. I'm Christina. I'm Sarah. And I'm Katie. And uh, we do have, as well with us, as always, producer Mike... Um, who wrote specifically in our show intro notes. Also, you can mention giving producer Mike a makeover if you want. And I think we do want. I think makeover is a really generous term. I think what happened from my perspective was that we got close to bullying you into buying some new pants. Yeah, we did. Well, uh, well, he said, what will make people call me a tasty snack? And I said, literally, (laughs) you can't cut it out, you dork. <laughs> no, and we were all on a, on the text chain, and I was driving to the airport. And when I fly, I have to take Klonopin because I don't fly well. So I just like screenshotted a ton of photos of men wearing short chinos, and was yeah. like, "This is a look." Mm-hmm. And I sent pictures of Brett Kelman, yep. which he did mm-hmm. not understand at first glance. And then I broke it down. Was like, "No, like a chain. You could do this." Yeah. He doesn't think he could. A casual loafer. A penny mm. loafer is such a good look with like a short pant on mm-hmm. a guy. It's That's so a good. tasty snack. It's, it's a, a tasty snack. A really tasty snack. Mm-hmm. But the moral of the story is that producer Mike got some really, really good pants. Yeah, he did. He did. He got a couple. He got, yeah. Yeah. Some really good, uh, a bold blue chino. Wow. I love it. Everyone, don't be afraid of color. It's no, your friend. Never be afraid of color or patterns. Nope. Wow. Wow. Uh, things we've learned. Yeah. Um, but anyway, producer Mike, just in terms of the show, occasionally, because we don't know anything about wrestling, really, though we are learning, you are joining us on our journey, mm-hmm. uh, but because we don't know anything about wrestling, occasionally we'll throw it to producer Mike to fill us in because he is a lifelong WWE, etc. fan. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, do you want to say hi and get mad at us about sharing your secrets? Yeah, I, you guys gave me so much shit about <laughs> being called a snack, and now you're just throwing it around willy-nilly oh. like you came up with it. Well, I feel like an awkward saying it. Like when you don't know a word correctly and you yeah. just try to say it. That's how I feel saying tasty snack. We're trying to sell it because of our discomfort. This yep. is a learning moment for all of us. I, I just like they specifically said, what would make you say this? And I straight up said, nothing. But I could help you. Yeah. Also, I, Mike does dress well already. It yes. needs to be said. Mm-hmm. He does. It's just we are trying to make him more colorful and exciting. And Adventurous. He can do that preppy stuff well, I think. Yeah, he While can. also maintaining his edge. And I told him he should wear an ascot. I yeah. He could pull it off. Yes. Parisian yeah. style. Oh. Yep, that's a good look. Wow. Yeah. So All right. good. So let's get into the news. Yeah. I I would say the ascots are much more exciting than the news from wrestling right now. As Mike noted, not a lot of stuff happened this week. We're a few weeks away from money in the bank, so all the storylines are kind of treading water. Mm. Um, I would believe it. I was just all holding out for money in the bank because briefcases. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the Miz's formal stablemates, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, have rebranded themselves as the B team. They invited all the other tag teams on Raw to a barbecue to try and score oh a title shot and ended in a food fight. Oh, okay. So we have a we still did not, of it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so, they, they put AstroTurf in the ring? That's really funny. Oh, I like I mean, that. They didn't want to get hot dogs all over the Did ring. they barbecue mm-hmm. indoors? All right, good. Oh, because good. I feel did like... Did they just do like the grill patterns on things and when they flew, you were <laughs> like, oh, that's a, that's a flat iron grill right there. Yeah. Did they throw raw meat at each other? 
it was like baked beans and stuff. Oh, gross. Just stuff that would make a mess in the ring. Yeah. Like coleslaw? Yeah. Oh, Ew. no. That's a, like potato salad. Ooh, that's oh. a stressful thing to clean up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, that Who sounds won? fun. Uh, B team came out. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Nia Jax has mysteriously turned heel in her rivalry with Ronda Rousey, which is super weird because the last feud she was in, she was a good guy standing up against bullying, and now she's bullying Ronda Rousey. That is weird. Yeah, Why that's are they so doing strange. that? Is it because Ronda Rousey is still learning how to be a, a character? She's learning how to talk on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's, I was talking around that, but I guess that is kind of yeah, the Sorry, issue. we're, go- I'm going for the no, fucking jugular. No, don't worry, she's, she's already even uncomfortable in your Instagram stories. Yes, I follow her now. Yeah. I follow Naya. You're really fucking your algorithm. Yeah, I'm ruining it. It's okay. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah, that is weird. God, let our beautiful Nile live. I All love right. her. And now on SmackDown. Um, so they've won the right to, I know. Here's the question. Right now, there's a lot of speculation about the New Day. They've won the right to have one member complete in the men's money in the bank match. But they're keeping who they've chosen as a mystery. Ooh. So there's some drama and an interesting... Mm. I mean, I hope... I ho- Okay. This is really... Oh, this is so sweet. Can Producer Mike wrote down in brackets. And before you ask, in all caps, their names are Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and, and Big E, Christina. Yep. Okay. To be fair, any and all of us could have forgotten anyone's name at any yep. point. But I do the um, hashtags on the Instagram, so I had to look up what their names were. I would not have recalled you. Right. Wow. <laughs> uh, I kind of hope it's Big E because I love watching Big E. He labeled yeah. them for us. Oh, yeah, with oh my gosh. I love it. I like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. He's got fun alien buns. Mm-hmm. And he looks so happy. I'm going for Big E. Yeah. yeah. I, think, mm-hmm. I think I think he's yeah. going to pull away. Well, he's giant. So yeah. it makes sense that he would go like... Mm-hmm. He's, other he's a great he's also very fun to watch wrestle like I will freely admit it's very difficult for me to tell who is good and who is bad at yep. wrestling but I feel like he is fun to watch Mike is laughing so hard I right feel now. the exact same way <laughs> I feel like if you do a move without killing someone then you are a talented yeah, wrestler I don't know I think it's easy to tell it like Roman sucks oh. <laughs> like I Wow. <laughs> but other yeah. You know, you're but this is a team where they're all good. They're, so you're, yeah. so I think you're they're right. They're a badass team. All right, we got to get to Oh. Wait, this. no. So they also the bar and the Miz to get into the New Day's oh, yes. oh, that were was, fighting. That yeah, they're fighting pancakes, which mm. is Love that. very funny. Yes. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. We continue to like the Miz. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. We're the worst. But we just like him. Yeah. But finally. Oh, yeah. We just watched this video Mike sent us about Naomi and Lana getting in a fight on Twitter and deciding to settle their differences via dance-off. Sarah, do you want to say what you said before we started the video? Uh, oh, I don't remember what I even said. I said it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, as, as a fan of dance-offs, I was disappointed because, listen, I love dance-offs. They don't have to do a lot to impress me. This, this felt like two people who could actually dance really holding back and not actually dancing. Yeah, I don't like, know are you why. Guys injured? Yep. Like, yeah. What? Also, I just realized this. So we're watching the GIF, GIF, whatever, of uh, Lana dancing. And it looks like, what is the Lord of the Rings um, opening? Oh. Uh, the oh, eyes. like the eyes on her chest. It looks like the eyes are on, on her chest. Like, I do. Really, it does. That a is... vagina or an eye. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think it's definitely vaginal and it's definitely made of steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, or like a, a fine metal, mm-hmm. which I am fond of. I actually think that's one of my favorite lady costumes I've seen. It's a good one. She looks good. Since yes, Royal Rumble. Her extensions are mm. out of this world. Yeah. She's also, I mean, look, she's a great athlete. We always, I always have to say this before I compliment their looks, but she's like so fucking hot. Yeah, she's <laughs> so like very yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And so is Naomi, because yeah. Naomi has crazy great hair. Oh my gosh. And her costumes. I, yeah. I we will definitely talk oh, about she's her. Oh, she's definitely, yeah. Her stuff is great. And her dancing was actually way better. Mm-hmm. It well, was she like. she was a, a former mm-hmm. professional. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. But well, I, I just want to say, they weren't terrible. Just she was, oh, God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that, the oh, God was in regards to our final news topic of the week, which is like, oh, this is, okay, trigger warning. We're going to get really heavy for a couple minutes. Yeah, here. we are. Um, so 
Former wrestler Enzo Amore was fired by the WWE for failing to disclose that he was the subject of an investigation as to whether he committed a sexual assault in October. The investigation is concluded with no charges to be filed. Um, you can read more about it. Yeah. yeah Please do some research. Yeah, it's, we'll put it in the we'll put the article and the file the all the information in the show notes. It's a it's a real it's a real bummer. The newsworthy thing from this week is that he made a rap music video about his innocence and it's really terrible. It's just it's just horrible all around. This guy seems like a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no... so inappropriate. Like everything about it. Yeah. Look, I know it's on brand for me to say um, you know, believe women, etc., which I do, but 100%. also not only is that true as the baseline but then he makes a video where he calls Mm -hmm. her a lion ass hoe and then says something like he just continuously calls his accuser a bitch and i'm Mm -hmm. like so you fucking did this because who makes him also the thing that drives me crazy and maybe it's just from working in entertainment but like thinking about how much goes into a singular production yeah. It's like someone had to order sandwiches for that fucking piece uh, of shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a PA there had to be a craft table for that. Yep. Yeah, and it like looks good. So someone like it looks good. The song is goddamn terrible. Yeah, and is. his flow is fucking terrible. Yep. But and the content is also fucking terrible. It's just a trash parade. It's a trash parade. It's just a trash parade. Yeah. I hope he spent all of the rest of his money on that fucking video. Yeah. Like yeah. really sucks. So, I just I hope he has no more money left. He's a like, bummer. Yeah, he's this a bummer. Just, and that's the mildest way I can put it, because I look at his face and I feel a lot of anger. Well, <laughs> yeah. you can also... Here's here's a tip. Uh, into Women's intuition. You can tell a lot from looking into a dude's eyes, and mm-hmm. that's the first thing I lock on when someone is accused of something or whatever. And so just gut feeling... Li- like, shouldn't even be spewing this probably, but like gut feeling is this dude's a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing happening there. Yeah, absolutely. And also the fact if you have to make a rap video saying you're innocent, I don't know. That just screams that you're not. The lady doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just he's a bummer, man. Just yeah, bad. All is. all of it is bad. Boo, boo to this guy. Glad mm-hmm. you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. <laughs> See you never. Yeah. Boo. Well, let's go on to something like the polar opposite of that. Let's go to a land of joy. Of love. (laughs) Of true love. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So me catching up once again. I love my total Bellas. Um, Yeah. I said, (laughs) Mike said, convince me this was not a PR stunt. And I said, oh, I fucking will convince you. (laughs) Um, So as most people know, Nikki Bella and John Cena are back together. Yay. Love is real. (laughs) It was the Kathy and Hoda interview. Oh. Oh my God. For real. Yep. It was, it was, I think it was that for sure. But what I'm saying is, in Total Bellas this week, uh, the thing that was, like, really sad is it was their engagement party. Oh. And you could... The way that she was acting, to me, made it feel, like, completely real. Because she was, like, very anxious during it. Like, sweating a ton. Halfway through, um, uh, who is it? Her sister-in-law revealed that she's having a second kid. Mm. And she leaves halfway through and, like, goes to cry after they made their, like, thank you announcement. And she's like, this is, this is really hard. And so at the end of that, while they're going to go pay and decide where to get married, she tells John, she's like, listen, uh, after having all these, like, nieces and nephews, it's really hard for me not to want kids of my own. And, like, because Birdie's growing up and I'm so close with her, it's really hard. And it was really sad. I watched it and I just, I really did feel for her in that moment. Okay. Mike? You still think it's a PR stunt? Yeah, 100%. I just don't get why you'd be in it for like six years. That's my thing. I'm like, that's a long time to pretend to like somebody. And for the family to be, like, the way that her grandma acts, I feel like a grandma cannot lie. And her grandma (laughs) loves John Cena. She's like, John, how are you? All the time. 
And to me, it's like, I feel like grandmothers would be like, this is pathetic. I'm not doing that. I won't even be on the show. It's why certain family members won't come to a bachelor bachelorette filming. Mm -hmm. When they meet the families, they're like, my dad couldn't be here because of work. And you're like, no. Rachel? (laughs) Well, her dad's a federal judge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, should not not be on camera anyway. Very true. Wow. Uh, Well, I, you know what? I totally, I want to believe it because I love believing in true emotions. Yep. Yeah. I love believing in love. I do Mm -hmm. think that scene is like a good actor just based on blockers because he's very good in that movie. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's that good of an actor. You know what I mean? To like fake this for that long. Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't think he would do it. The way that he has acted on Total Divas and Total Bellas is he is very specific of a guy. Like everything has to be in order and things have to be a certain way. And for this to be part of it, it doesn't play into who he seems He's to be. He's ex-military, right? Is he? I think he may be. Was he in the military? He was in a movie where he was a Marine. Oh, I thought he was like military and then went into wrestling. I'm not sure. You don't know? You know Producer what? Mike doesn't know. This Ooh. is this is really interesting. Well, we'll probably have an update at some point if we remember. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, John Cena was never a baby. He came out fully formed as this like <laughs> large two by yep. four of a man and just went straight into the wrestling ring because kind of looks like a tater tot. Yeah. He kind of does. He's like you know? the most actually rectangular person. <laughs> what does he remind you of? I got it. What is it? He's a, you know those Chicken McNugget toys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> he looks exactly like a Chicken McNugget yep. toy. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> he does. I think we yeah. know the title but of the episode. But he was like born with a tap out shirt on. And yeah. like, <laughs> just like birthed with one on. Yes. Wow. Oh my god. All right. We're um, learning, guys. We are. Learning. Man, he straight Bonds, up does. everything. Okay. Wow. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I got so, in your way with excitement. It's okay. We're all reaching for our wine. <laughs> um, so let's get into the bulk of the show. I'm going to go first, and I'm doing a uh, quote-unquote old-school wrestler this week. He isn't old-timey at all because he looks futuristic as hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Brett, the hitman, Hart. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I imagine everyone's cheering at home <sighs> on in their cars, wherever <laughs> they're listening. No. <laughs> Um, so he was born July 2nd, 1957, which makes him a cancer. He's a cancer like me. Yes, he is. Wow. Which can- Sarah, will you share like some like a couple cancer traits? Uh, cancer traits are usually that we're like big introverted crybabies, which I have to say hurts, but is true. Yeah, hyper emotional. Yeah, very emotional, very insular, overanalyzes everything, and boy, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, right. <laughs> so perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so he is a Canadian American retired professional wrestler, retired amateur wrestler, writer, and actor. Cool. So he had. I'm just gonna read what the Wikipedia thing says first. But a major international draw within professional wrestling. He has been credited with changing the perception of mainstream North American professional wrestling in early 1990s by bringing technical in-ring performance to the fore. Oh. To the fore. I wrote this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hart is widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and his legacy is one, if not greatest, to have ever graced the square circle. Do you not agree with this? Not at all, but... Wow, this is interesting. All right. Outside of wrestling, Hart has appeared in numerous films and television shows, such as The Simpsons, as well as featuring in several documentaries, both about himself specifically and others about the wrestling industry in general. Uh, He also founded and lended his name to to a major junior ice hockey team called the Calgary Hitmen. Oh, Oh my God. And has written two biographies, as well as a weekly column for the Calgary Sun for over a decade. Wow. Wow. So the first is image I chose. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. Is It's a hot pink background. He's wearing a onesie with a heart and the skeleton and the and wings and it's he has the wraparound sunglasses which are his trademark but it's just like every 80s throwback music video. It yeah, is. You know? It's, it's like a soft focus photograph. It, it is. It's like I wish I were in total recall so bad put mm-hmm. me in the movie. But like I love this photo. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. really good. It's a good one. I have a bunch, so we're just going <gasps> to, oh. yeah. All right. So he's the eighth child of wrestling patriarch Stu Hart and his wife, Helen. And Bret Hart was born in Calgary, Alberta, into the Hart wrestling family, and they had 11 kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So Hart spent the vast majority of his childhood in the Hart family mansion, which was owned by his father. Oh, I'm going to wait for this story. 
Uh, because I want to talk. All right, we're gonna pause because we have to talk about the clothes in this these pictures I've chosen, which is this singlet with like black flames. He's known for wearing pink and black and mm -hmm. tassels, mm -hmm. and just basically looking like an extra from Saved by the Bell, yeah. the original series, not the new Look class. At that hair too. Oh, probably the new class too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but he like looks crazy. Okay, so. Wow. He spent the vast majority of his childhood in the Hart family mansion, which was owned by his father. During one period, his father was housing the bear known as Terrible Ted, chained under the building. And the, pear, the bear had had all of its teeth removed, and Hart would sometimes, as a very young child, let the bear lick ice cream off his toes uh, because he thought it was a good way to keep them clean. Wait, I'm so wait. confused. Well, let's go to the next slide. Who the oh. fuck is Terrible Ted? Oh my god. <laughs> My God! Terrible Bonus head. wrestler. The wrestling bear. Yes. Okay. Oh no, humans! We've done bad. No, no. This is. <laughs> oh well, this isn't as bad as you think it would be. Okay. It's bad on the circus. It's better on this the, guy. The toe okay. licking is what worried me a little bit. That's very it's fair. Fetishy. It's very. Also, who puts ice cream on their feet yeah. intentionally? Like that's Ugh. so weird. Okay. So terrible, Ted. Sidebar. Born in 1949 or 1950. Mm -hmm. He was known as a professional wrestler. What's his sign? Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't know what year he was born, so I don't think they know what month he was born. <laughs> he wrestled for various North American promotions from the 1950s into the 1970s. He was declawed and detoothed. <gasps> oh. I know. And traveled with a carnival in his early years. So when the carnival went bankrupt in the early 1950s, he was adopted by Dave McKigney. Uh, and later he was joined by another bear, Smokey. So... Ted has an interesting fact. You guys, this this is why I chose this guy. Oh it's because of the ice cream licking foot thing. And then I was like, who the fuck is Terrible Ted? I'm going to sneak him in. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. So, thank you. Uh, so, 1966, McKinney offered $3,000 to anyone who could pin Ted. And the challenge was accepted and met by John Skigetti, a 36-year-old welder. <laughs> what? <laughs> who wanted? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they fell down in the place. Okay. It scared it's me. It's the ghost of Terrible Ted being like, yeah. tell my story. Don't, Truly. don't be mad about him being a welder. Don't make fun of him being a welder. Anyway, so he wanted the money for truck repairs, the welder. That's <laughs> why he did it. And he pinned Ted for maybe 15 seconds before McKigney pried him free. And then they refused to pay him, so they sued him. Oh, my God. So, similarly, in October 1970, Ted sent, spent a few days in jail. Yes, the bear spent <laughs> time in jail oh. because McKigney had offered a $1,500 prize to anyone who would wrestle Ted, which was accepted by a 350-pound construction worker named Ed Williams. Oh. So McKigney told Williams that Ted would, had developed poor disposition and could be dangerous, and he canceled the match. And then Williams accused him of skipping out on the deal and signed a writ of attachment, so Ted was held as security and later released on $3,000 dollar bail oh my god what? ted later retired from wrestling in 1974 <laughs> after an illustrious 24 year career did he I... buy a ranch and yeah. <laughs> fucking insane yeah he bought a ranch in north carolina so yep. he could be himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's literally what i thought Big bear chairs and <laughs> custom built furniture for his bear butt he it's... bought some new teeth you know oh. this bed was too big and this bed was too little but oh. this one was just right Oh, man. Terrible Ted. I lost my mind. It was I like midnight, and I was like, this is the one. Anyway, so wow. let's get back. Hmm. Do you guys have any la closing statements on Ted? Because I'm you sorry, know, I did two wrestlers this week. How, what can I say? He's How a rude. very, he's a good bear. I hope he had so much honey and salmon. I know. I hope he was treated like royalty. Yeah. He might have been. Even though he was chained in a basement, right? Yeah, looking Under toes. the house. Okay, when I heard Terrible Ted chained or under a house, I was like, oh no, oh no, what's happening here? Oh, it's like, very dark. Yeah. For sure. Like, did they have a, another wrestler just like I mean, Nell style? 11 Oof. kids. Anyway, so, okay. <laughs> Nell style? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but Nell style. Nell, <laughs> Nell style. <laughs> it's a good statement. You know, it's very funny. Um, okay, so here we go. Back to Hart. Uh, so his introduction to professional wrestling came at an early age. So he witnessed his future, his father training future wrestlers like Billy Graham in the dungeon, which was his household basement that served as a training room. Wow. So before school, his dad, who was also a wrestling promoter, had him hand out flyers to local wrestling shows. And in 1998, Hitman Hart wrestling with shadows. He reflected on his father's discipline. 
Pat Jarrett describing how Stu uttered morbid words while inflicting excruciating submission holds that bro- left broken blood vessels in Brett's eyes. Oh, oh man. He claimed his father had an otherwise pleasant demeanor. Oh my god. You know, outside of abusing him. Yeah, in the dungeon. Holy in the dungeon. Crap. So he began training at nine and he wrestled through high school and college, um, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty consistent with everyone else. And he was an amateur wrestler first, but due to fluctuating weight and regular injuries, he decided to quit amateur wrestling and go pro. <laughs> So as not to break his father's wrestling heart. Oh, no. Um, I wrote producer Mike here because I wanted to see if you had any opinions on, like, why pro wrestling is technically safer than amateur wrestling. Because um, it's predetermined. Yeah, so no one's, like, getting seriously hurt. They can't. They're not actually, I mean, yeah. his family specifically has been maybe the most hurt by professional wrestling, but... Really? Uh, yeah, his brother really? died. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. God. Oh, no. Yeah, We've right. stumbled upon a tragedy. Oh, I didn't yeah. think we no. didn't know about it. You're probably glossing over Bret Hart is like maybe the saddest wrestler well, ever. So much tragedy has affected his family and his career. You know, we're very lucky that this is about mostly fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the clothing. <laughs> because let me tell you, there's a lot to talk about clothing wise, even apart from his right? real roller coaster of a life. I can yeah. just point out one thing. The fringe. He has fringed epaulets yeah. on his yeah, leather jacket. It's like a military look. Yes, that is a, a look he is known for, specifically. He wears black and pink. Um, That's a good color combination. It's very hot topic, but also it's just so 80s. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, it like weirdly works on It him. does. Yeah. I have to say. And his other jacket, the other one you have, has... A kind of like a, a Michael Jackson vibe to mm-hmm. it. It does. And also those sunglasses, don't they kind of look like when uh, people get off the airplane and they still have their like masks on their face? Yeah. <laughs> like it looks the like shapes. an eye mask instead of like I was thinking sunglasses. old lady driving shades. For mm-hmm. sure. That too. Blinders? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I wrote oh. too much. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. Now we'll, we'll talk more about his wrestling career a little bit. So. Yeah, Jesus, I didn't know that. I didn't do very good research. The Hitman uh, started out wrestling for his father's stampede wrestling promotion in Calgary. When the company was purchased by WWF in August of 84, Hart was asked to start out in the WWF as a singles wrestler with a cowboy gimmick, but refused, stating that where he comes from, if you call yourself a cowboy, you better be one. Okay. So then in 1985, he acquired the nickname Hitman, and he requested to join... Jimmy Hart's heel stable, the Hart Foundation, which included his brother-in-law, Jim Neidhart. So Brett began... Natalia's father. Natalia's <gasps> father. Whoa. Yes. I, I get there. But yeah, uh, Brett began to team with Neidhart and in order to build the promotion's tag team division. Uh, so then the Hart Foundation became Brett Neidhart and manager Jimmy Hart due to the similar family names of both team members and their manager. So... His, tech, his agile technical style, which earned him the moniker The Excellence of Execution, Ooh. created a contrast with his partner Neidhart's state, strength, and brawling skills. Mm. Uh, during this time, Hart began wearing his signature sunglasses, initially to conceal his nervousness during promos. Oh. Isn't that sweet? Oh, yeah. Brett. Yeah. Uh, Hart considers this mic- his microphone work to have been a weakness throughout his early career. Okay, so this I'm going to say something crazy. I glanced real quick at this picture, and him in the background, I was like, that's a large Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> yes! He does! Oh my right? Well, I'll share this picture now, because yep. you're right. He, that is he a... He looks like wow. a, a rotund Leo. That looks like, yeah, when he's on vacation, when you yeah. see like his beach <laughs> pictures of him on the beach. Oh, yeah, he's like just got off that yacht. Yeah. The original dad bod photos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Where the term dad bod came from. Yeah. Wow. With Perfect. all those models around him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. So the Hart Foundation adopted the nickname of Pink and Black Attack, in which Hart continued to use after the tag teams disbanded. So this was in reference to the ring attire because his signature mirrored sunglasses, which he would routinely give away to a young audience member for matches, following his face turn in 1988. Okay. So for his entrances, he often wore a leather jacket with shoulder tassels, epaulets, Mm -hmm. Mylar wraparound, originally silver, later pink sunglasses, (gasps) and bright pink attire. Wow. Yes. He's really... He's like the most fashion-y, like... 
I think that he is a recognize. His outfits are like recognizable in the way yeah. that I'm like, this is what I imagined wrestlers to be when I think mm-hmm. '80s wrestlers. Yeah. Like aside from like Hulk Hogan, I also want these. Like those I, pants I really, really want good. those middle pants for sure. Yeah, the yeah. middle pants are like kind of a legging, and then they have hearts with stars in them, and then a fringe mm-hmm. going down the side. It's yeah. very cool. It's it has a real like goth My Little Pony vibe to it. That's really such dig. a good way. Can you of put it with it. a pointy heel. Yeah. Oh, and like a tank top. Yeah, that'd be so cute. You would look mm-hmm. great in that. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, you would look great in that. Um, so he became. He increasingly described himself as the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will ever be. Oh. Um, which is from the 1984 film The Natural, which he would later justify through three claims: one, he never injured an opponent through any fault of his own; two, he only missed one show ever; wow; and three, he only once refused to lose a match, and it was his final WWF match with a longtime adversary, Shawn Michaels, at the Survivor Series event in 1997, which culminated Whoa. in the Montreal Screw Job. We'll talk about it in a second. He was still wrestling in 1997. He really wrestled a long that's, ass time. That's very surprising and impressive. So I do want to tell you about the Montreal because like you can't not with him. This is like such a major point in like sports history, or so I learned through my I was gonna apparently yeah. weak ass research. <laughs> but this does not look weak ass. Well, you know, we can all copy and paste. <laughs> in 1997. Uh, so he had a serious rivalry with Vince McMahon. Ah. Right? So a heated ring, ringside altercation between the two led many fans to dislike McMahon, who at the time was being exposed as the owner of the WWF more and more frequently on air. And although Hart had signed a 20-year contract in, 19, in 1996, the WWF was in a rough financial position and they couldn't really pay him. Mm. And so because he was like the biggest wrestlers in the one of the biggest wrestlers in the world during the mid-1990s, McMahon also felt the value of his character was beginning to wane, though, Hmm. and he encouraged him to approach the WCW about a contract, hopefully similar, whatever. And so he didn't really want to leave the WWF, and he didn't want to renegotiate, but he then subsequently signed a three-year contract with WCW, and his final match with WWF would be the title match against his real-life rival Shawn Michaels at the Survivor Series in Montreal. So Hart did not want to end his WWF career with a loss, to Michaels in his home country, mm-hmm. particularly with the context of their nationality fueled f- feud, Jesus, and offered to lose, forfeit, or otherwise give over the belt to Michaels in any way that McMahon wanted. So he, McMahon agreed to Hart's idea of forfeiting the championship the next night on Raw's ward or losing it a few weeks later. So, although he told McMahon he was not going to take the WWF World Heavyweight Championship with him to WCW TV. He said he would join with a clean slate, whatever. McMahon was still concerned and paranoid, and this led him to breaking his word in what would eventually become known as the Montreal Screwjob. So even though Hart did not submit to the sharpshooter, referee called for the bell as if he had on McMahon's orders. This resulted in Hart, quote-unquote, losing the title to Michaels. The night ended with an irate Hart spitting in McMahon's face, destroying television equipment and punching McMahon backstage in front of Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, and McMahon's son, Shane. Oh. Wow. Oh, Shane. Oh, Hart. no. Hart. I understand now. Hart oh, also... such an asshole? Yeah. He saw his father get for real punched in for front of him. For real punched. Hart also confronted Michaels backstage about the match finish. Um, the, many of the behind-the-scene events leading up to the Montreal Screwjob were filmed for the documentary Hitman Hart Wrestling with Shadows, uh, and so the, Mont- the WWE has since described the Montreal screw job as arguably the most controversial and most jarring moment in the annals of sports entertainment. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, like we can talk about these pictures real quick. But yeah. That's, the mon- that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so Brett Hitman Hart posing with a guitar. Mm-hmm. In those pants Katie wants to wear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find And wood rock. Mm-hmm. In the middle, that it's the combo jacket. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, it's his, his uh, Michael Jackson-esque jacket. Mixed with some My Pretty Pony pink tassels on the shoulders. Yeah. And then, you know, classic belt. Something that really strikes me about him is in some photos he's so handsome, and other photos I'm like, look. I was going to say, it looks like this is like... They look like, like different. drug problem heart. Like, I don't know if it, it was a thing, but like, you know, when you hear like rock stars and yeah. they're having problems, like the, uh, a lot of sweating, but I know that's part of it. You're like, you little, so. you look a little swollen. Yep. 
Um, oh, here we go. So last slide. He went on to wrestler in the wrestle in the WCW until like the year 2000. That is wow. nuts. Just crazy. And so in 2001, Hart became the on-screen commissioner of World Wrestling All-Stars, a role that ended prematurely because he had a stroke in 2002, which oh. temporarily required him to use a wheelchair. Mm. Um, so on April 1st, 2006, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Then he re-signed with WWE in 2009 where he and McMahon had a continuing antagonistic storyline, lots of spitting from what I gather. Like, it was just, like, a, a list of, like, all the things they've done. But he, like, made up with the guy from the Montreal Screwjob uh, on camera, but then later said, like, no, that wasn't part of the storyline. Like, that was real. And then he and McMahon continuously, like, fought in ring, and McMahon spit on him to get back at him for spitting on him. Wow. That was probably, like, part of the contract. Like, I would assume. I'm going to spit on you. <laughs> Um, but his contract expired in 2010, but he still shows up randomly, and he wrestles with his niece, Natalia. That's mm. so crazy yeah. that they're related. Yeah. So he has a book. It's called Hitman, My Real Life in the Cartoon World of Wrestling, if you're more, if you're interested in doing a little more research. And also, I, I selected some of his pictures. He was, like, a beloved Simpsons side thing. It, like, I think it was just one episode, but he got enough to get, like, a... I Simpsons action yeah. figure, and then this dude got a tattoo with his insignia, the like skull and the all this and the heart and the wings. It just came to me. That's why. Oh, I'm totally gonna do Natty sometime because her her colors are black and pink as well. Well, oh, that oh that's sense. I love that so. Whoa. Oh, that Great. just made me so happy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, yeah, because if she's in the heart heart family. Yeah. Um, and then you can buy his glasses on Amazon. Oh my gosh. They're for sale, baby. Get those wraparounds. Get ready Next for time total I'm recall. See you, you're just going to be wearing those. I'm going to be wearing them for sure. Anyway, so that is the Hitman. Wow. Wait, Mike, can you tell us some of the sad stuff briefly? Yeah. I'm, I really didn't even come across it. Well, I mean, just the, the Montreal Screwjob, like, really it rocketed the WWE, like, WWE and. WCW, we're in like a ratings war for years, mm -hmm. and so that kicked off the Attitude Era, which I know you're going to talk about. Yep. Uh, but it like kicked it off as like this is the coolest, like most controversial thing, and a lot of people like went over to WWE because of it. Hmm. And then uh, Brett's career like never recovered from it, and he never fully was accepted into the fold in WCW. He did a lot of cool matches and stuff, and then he ended up like. Uh, getting kicked in the head by Goldberg, and that's why he had to basically force, he was forced to retire, basically. Oh, and then gosh. his brother died uh, in the ring in WWE. Oh. Uh, and then, like, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, he's kind of the saddest, but, like, he's very bitter about it. And so he'll just go after younger wrestlers all the time. Like, he would just talk so much shit about Seth Rollins, like, all the time, and how he's like, you're an unsafe worker, like, you're terrible. Like, well, like, really mean damaging stuff that Seth Rollins has talked about being like yeah that really affected me because he's like my idol and yeah. I don't know why he's doing this to me oh, that's he so also sad. really hated I can't think of uh, it's Ric Flair Oh, he and Ric Flair like fucking hate each other really yeah there was like a whole section on the Wikipedia that was viewed but it wasn't like there weren't enough pull quotes for me yeah. I was just like oh you guys don't like each other and you argue on camera great yeah <sighs> Wow. Um, thank you, Mike. That's so sad. It should be noted that typically Mike is only allowed to talk for 10 seconds at a time, but I also forgot my noise machine this I was week. wondering where it was. <laughs> I was, but also I wanted to know all that stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, what a, what a dude. That's yeah. nuts. So that's, that's him. Okay. Goodness. All right. Let's move on. So this week I decided to do Adrian Reese, also known as Ember Moon. Waiting for yes. this one. <laughs> um, so she is a little bit of a confusing one for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so she is a professional wrestler, of course, signed to WWE under the ring name Ember Moon, and she is part of the Raw brand right now. Mm -hmm. um, she started watching wrestling with her grandfather when she was younger, and she wasn't really into it at first. And then she, uh, the Attitude Era began, and that's what kind of pulled her in. And she's a Virgo. Thank you so much. Uh, Rule following Virgo. maternal. Yep. Thank you. Great. Um, so I just decided to do a quick sidebar and talk about 
the Attitude Era. Thank you. Um, so several wrestlers rose to stardom and achieved mainstream notoriety during this boom period, including Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, McFoley, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Kane, and The Undertaker. Nice. Wow. That's uh, a yeah. serious fucking Yeah. Thing. That's when you got into it. Yeah. Oh. So that's like when we were in elementary school and I mm-hmm. would go over to my like the- mom's friends house that have sons and they'd watch wrestling yep. and yeah. I'd be mad. they'd pull the couch cushions and That's wrestle as exactly it was going on what yep. happened. Mm-hmm. god wow. we yep. are all the same oh yeah all the redneck kids all the timothys in my elementary <laughs> school loved it this was when i lived in kansas so that makes sense mm-hmm. oh yeah. for sure um so all of the wrestlers from rival promotion wcw such as the big show chris jericho eddie guerrero perry saturn saturn Oh, yeah, Saturn. There it is. Uh, Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. Ooh, Benoit. Benoit. Oh, it's a oh. Benoit. That just, that you just know Chris Benoit, Benoit is there. We know something sad about him. Yeah. We will not need, we don't need to talk about that yeah. now. We've had a lot of time. Uh, Katie, research him. No, I'm not going Katie, to. Katie, do Chris Benoit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you all know and I don't? He killed his family. He's killed his family. It's oh, very Jesus. sad. That's why you know it, because it's a murder thing. That is yeah. why I know it, yeah. I don't know these things because murder things scare me, and I have way too much of an imagination, and so I myself would not sleep tonight and see, if I looked it up. Probably. Wikipedia for Christina was built to look into details of murders. Yep. So mm-hmm. here we are. All right. So they would move on to the WWF and ultimately became headliners for the company. It's the Attitude Era is a term used by World Wrestling Entertainment, also known as World Wrestling Federation or WWF back then, uh, professional wrestling fandom and media outlets to describe the company's programming branded as WWF Attitude. Um, so basically, it was just a shift in all that. And uh, it was basically like a competition for the Nielsen ratings mm. each week during the latter half of the 1990s. The era was marked by a shift to more adult-oriented programming content. Mm. So, like, when you saw a lot of the shock value type oh, stuff. So yeah. that's... It is understandable for Ember Moon to like that, is kind of mm-hmm. how I thought of it. Of like, oh, she seems like she's kind of into that world. Mm. You would think by her costuming and the way she's trying to build herself up. Cool. But I'll get to that later. Yeah. But the best is that ladder matches, chair matches... And uh, table matches all started during this era. It just is like someone was sitting in a room, like a supply closet, and he was like, table! <laughs> yeah, oh, truly. Yep. Bring in the ladder! Or like someone accidentally fell on one, and they were like, that would be a good move. Like, I would like yeah. it if I could. Or they were watching uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, and they were mm-hmm. like, I would like to see people fall on ladders on purpose. Yep, they all <laughs> sounded like that, too. Like, all of them sounded exactly These like are that. my good ideas. I'm a McMahon. <laughs> yep. Um, so... This is also the era, and why she was very into it is because of female stars such as China, mm. uh, Lita Jacqueline, and Molly Holly were all beginners in this. And Trish Stratus. It didn't say that in there. Trish Stratus. Yes. Oh my God, Mike. Why so are you mad. giggling about that? Because she's like one of the best wrestlers of all time. She wasn't mentioned in the Wikipedia or. Like- I'm so sorry. In a lot of other things, I had nine tabs open. For Ember Moon on my computer, and I was very proud of those moments. So, Trish Stratus. Cool. Okay, great. I just know China. Um, this is why you're the producer, dude. Yep, you're helping us out. All right, so, so this is her beginning. She Aww. started when she was trained at Booker T Pro Wrestling Alliance, now the reality of wrestling, and she was actually mentored by Booker T himself. Um, And she started under the ring name Trouble in 2007. I just love this because it's like a tankini Uh and then like limited to shorts. I like it. It reminds me of early American apparel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's very cute too in this picture. She's so fresh faced and sweet. Such a baby. So you would think that that would be kind of her her character would Uh play against that. Wait, what's on her? Is that a turtle jam? I think it's just a gem that's catching the light weird. Yep. I do it wish it like was a, a turtle. turtle. That'd be great if it was a turtle gem. Turtle tr- She goes, turtle trouble. <laughs> um, trouble is a stripper name. I it is. That's all. Okay. But I kind of like it. I don't know why. It's also, yeah. All right. Ooh. So then, I don't know what happened in the notes there. But then afterwards, she started training under the name Athena. Oh. And she is the goddess. So right here, her clothing, all of them are kind of like, Kind of similar in the sense of just playing on, like, 
booty shorts and like a sports bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how, um, so we have a couple of them kind of look like there are bats on it. It looks very yeah. Batman or like a Batman villain to me. Yeah. Uh, like the last one looks like a Joker on playing cards a mm-hmm. little bit, just in mm-hmm. its color. It's gold, red, and black. Yeah. Um, the boots are basically like disconnected. Uh, like chaps? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I was going to say disconnected um, bell bottoms, but it could no, be. Yep, yeah. that last one is you definitely know? a bell bottom. Yeah. It's very bizarre. A lot of, ta- just a lot like of tassels. I just like the senior photo look, you know? Yeah. Yes. It is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's straight mm-hmm. up. What just year like, was this? Do you remember? Um, I think that this was, I think all of these were around uh, like 2008. So mm. past MySpace. Beyond it, because I was like, these look like MySpace photos too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But beyond MySpace. So it's, it's Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Early Facebook. Yeah, the Athena on the butt, calling mm-hmm. back Victoria's oh, yeah. Secret pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or um, Juicy. Juicy. Uh, that was yeah. the original. You're right. Juicy is always the original. Yeah, pink just really took it over. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So. Whoa. On Left September turn. 11th, 2015, it was reported Reese had signed a contract with WWE and would be assigned to their de- developmental territory NXT. Mm-hmm. So Orlando, Florida was where she made her in-ring debut at a live event also on October 10th in a tag team match. And she wrestled as Adrian Reese mm-hmm. um, from October 2015 until June 2016. And then after that, she became known as Ember Moon. This is so crazy. Like, yeah. I don't even know where to start with this look because there's so much going on. She has colored contacts she's got colorful extensions she's got flash tattoos uh-huh and that's what those called yeah oh, flash yeah, tats yeah. Uh-huh. if yeah. they're gold yeah but it looks like that kind of like ancient grease thing kind mm-hmm. of carried over because she has like a like and a, like mortal combat-y too mm-hmm. i'm trying to think she looks like master shredder <laughs> truly mixed, right yeah like headgear mixed with like not Call of Duty, but what's the... All right. Assassin's Creed? Yes. <laughs> yep. Thank you. I was like, what is the thing that's advertised to me for no real reason that's, on my Hulu account? And you know mm-hmm. what? I know because it also happens to me, and that's Assassin's Creed. It's yep. Assassin's... She looks like an Assassin's Creed character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. For sure. But also, it's cool still. Yeah. So the real question is, when you would look at her as a character, you would think she would be heel, right? Uh-huh. You'd be like, oh, yeah, she's a badass. She's apocalyptic. It's like post-apocalyptic. That's a negative, Bob. She is not. So that's the whole entire thing about it. Um, Oh, so when she first started, her main, like, uh, move she would do is called the O-Face. But then once she started with WWE, they were like, well, we got to change the name of it. So they called it the Eclipse. And that's also why Mm. she tried to build this character of being, like, the werewolf. And what was really interesting is... I tried to find her backstory like everywhere because I when we talked about her during uh, the Royal Rumble, I remember us being like, she's got to be like a werewolf type, mm-hmm. possessed, bitten by someone, and just like mad. Is this and the angry. height of Twilight, or is it beyond? It's later. No, then. This, yeah. it's after. Okay, so that was like the thing. I was like, okay, this will be like a cool backstory to hear. You know, like yeah. kind of a Mad Hardy thing where she'd open a book and tell her past. <laughs> I will always mention him because I assume every single person just has a YouTube page filled with backstory stuff. But yet, no, they don't. Um, So there was nothing really told about her. But you would think she'd be like a bad bad girl. And she's not. She's cute. Um, And so that's like the whole thing right now is she's really, really good. Wow. But they can't figure out what her story is. And they Mm -hmm. don't think she has a strong enough character to her. So there's this whole, like, so she's like a war goddess. And these are some of her outfits, which I wanted to talk about. Because this is like leaving a yoga studio, like a night Mm -hmm. drinking wine yoga class. This is one, yeah. And on one side, her hair is braided. The other, it's loose. It's Mm -hmm. it's dyed gray, which is a thing I love. I do too. And it's a tied, like... Scarf top? Neutral scarf top Mm -hmm. tie-dye thing. Yep. I think that's a great look. I have to say, having seen, like, her actually wrestle in the little kind of gladiator skirt thing, it's not my favorite look I've seen. I think Mm. it it photographs well, but I'm not sure it, like... No, and if, she, if her character was played up more than her, just mm-hmm. like all she does is like growl, mm-hmm. and then she just doesn't support that. 
badassness oh, wow. to it, you know? What a bummer, because it seems like she it has seems like such a strong point of view. I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a really cool story. It's going to be like Sasha kind of in that mm-hmm. sense. And then I was like, oh no. there's It kind of just like falls, you know? I yeah. like that her little skirt thing, it looks like the top. She, so she's wearing this top that looks kind of like a wetsuit, but mm-hmm. loose. And then the bottom, it's like half of it's ice and half of it's gold. And it reminds me of just like a knight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Or like when they're jousting the, those, those, like the banners. Like banners. Yep. That's exactly what I was, yeah, that was what wow. I was trying to say. Ren Fair style. It's very Ren Fair, but also, you know, I got a ski-doo, let's go. Yep, that too. Let's go out on it. So, I, I mean, I feel like we could like even just workshop her a really good character right now. Where it's like, she's like... She was like a strong, like medieval warrior woman, but she got bit by a werewolf, and now she is like a curse to sometimes turn evil. How fun would that be? Because then you'd have the opportunity where, like, exactly. sometimes she might turn heel. Or what if, because of the whole goddess thing, and I feel like she kind of still plays the war goddess type mm-hmm. thing, like a like an evil like goddess or like a demon trapped inside of a goddess Ooh. that like brings it out occasionally. See, I'm not sure what this means in terms of like. Uh, my pitch of in terms of feminist <laughs> feminism <laughs> sorry but what if it's an Adam and Eve situation where she's from the rib of the undertaker <gasps> oh my god like again not sure mm. how this would, would clean up in terms of like I don't like that a woman's coming from blah blah blah, blah. but also but she's taking over for him but she's taking over and she's like real real badass yeah Wow. And also, she needs to take over for him because he is old. Yeah, He's we're worried. Too old. Again, <laughs> we're worried about the Undertaker. Grandpa Undertaker, we want you to retire. We're just worried about you. We're worried about you. Wow, this is great. This yeah, is the last so fall perfect. Uh, these are the other ones that I thought were really cool. Yes, just like showing these um, outfits, and also she looks like a badass there, but she looks yeah. like a villain, right? It's very strange. Maybe she doesn't want to be, or maybe they don't know how to develop her. Well, do mm-hmm. wait. So this is what this article Mike. is about. So I posted. I have an article link in it, and it basically talks about that how they can't figure out what to do with her. Huh? It's producer Mike. Do wrestlers have much of a? It doesn't seem like they have much of a say with what their storylines are. It seems like it's pitched by writers. But what about her? Because she came in with this. Because also people have, like in mine, the hitman turned down the thing that was pitched to him. Yeah. So it's like it seems like you can develop with something in mind. But did she come into this all by herself? I think it's as far as I know, it's like a like a fifty fifty thing. So they'll. They'll work with nowadays. They'll work with you, but I think in the past it would sort of be like, "Cool, you're like Ric Flair." They tried to make him into like a Roman soldier or something. He's like, "Oh, I quit. I don't want to do this." Hmm. And then he got to be Ric Flair. So I think it's a little bit like they'll saddle you with something if you can't think of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you've got a strong idea, you go to them. But it's sort of everybody yeah. works together. Interesting. Yeah. So she probably had a say in this. So she's like very My Chemical Romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. she's very confusing and like I really I liked researching her in the sense of she's a badass but she I cool hope clothes. she figures it out and I hope they do like a switch up and she changes it or she gets like more strong with a character with but it. also like with it being a wolf and being an, a literal changeling in a way like she's actually changing form if she's a werewolf it's interesting that she's had so many different personas in such a short amount of time like it seems like she doesn't know what she wants to do mm-hmm. outside of wrestle and maybe that's putting a lot on someone and i don't want to be unfair to her but yeah. it is interesting that like she started she's had like three name changes in like six years or more than that more than ten ten yeah yeah wow thanks katie that's so yeah. interesting that is interesting right? It's kind I of a bummer. she had some, like, different mix of clothing, which is one thing I was like, cool. She yeah, totally does. Good. Yeah, she's like a she's like a little... And she seems so intimidating. But, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Wow. Ember, what an enigma. Well, this is kind of... 
So I really did make producer Mike very angry when we were walking over here by saying, I think my guy is kind of boring, <gasps> which is an oversimplification because career-wise, career <laughs> he is not boring. I meant clothing-wise because he has one look. The look is also not boring. I told them to save it for the pod, and uh, they couldn't stop talking about no. it. No. <laughs> oh, no. So I definitely do not actually know how to pronounce his name. Okada. Yeah, okay. I looked up a bunch of things about it and was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. But he goes by Okada usually. He's a Japanese wrestler signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was born on November 8th, Scorpio 1987, which makes him a couple of months younger than me. Great. Um he is currently the International Wrestling Grand Prix heavyweight champion. And he has been that for over 700 days. So he is the longest running champion in the championship's history. Oh, wow. This wow. dude is like 700 the, the days. top of the top wow. in New Japan. He's like the pro. This is I have to say all this because I feel bad I called him boring. Career-wise, not boring. It's just that that's not what we talk about here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just noticed that the picture I pulled, yeah. I think Finn is in it. Yeah, that was not yes. intentional. But Katie, like, and as go. Sarah was eloquently talking katie was rubbing the picture of <laughs> okay i mean i may have done that it's a good pick of him um so hot guys we're gonna have like a really silly segment on him one of these days um yeah. okada made yeah. his debut in august 2004 mm. uh, he was really young but he spent the first few years of his career wrestling in mexico hmm. and he joined new japan in 2007 and started wrestling as a heavyweight um, what does that mean they just have different divisions. Yeah. Okay. There's like lightweight and heavyweight. Okay. Uh, so he wasn't previously considered a heavyweight, but he became one once he joined New Japan. Mm. Um, so in an interview, he said he knew he wanted to be a wrestler at the age of 14. He didn't have any other aspirations. He was like, I just wanted to wrestle. Mm. So this first picture I pulled is like his pose. He comes into the ring and he <laughs> just like throws out his arms. And it's great. He wears these insane huge necklaces. Yeah. What is on that? It's... I... I don't even know. Oh, I, talisman. There's just like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it looks like he went through the recycling bin and made his outfit. Uh-huh. Either that or like what uh, parents get from their preschooler. <laughs> and they feel like they have to wear it. Yeah. Oh my God. Macaroni noodle necklace. Thank you so much. Yeah. But those are car parts. Yeah. yeah. It's like a very fancy steampunk <laughs> macaroni necklace for, yeah, sure. for sure. And then his his outfit is, um, you can see his coat mostly in this one. Yeah. Which is this sort of, uh, has a real Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor dream coat yes, vibe, I would say. It's like different shades of red and orange and gold, and it has a big K-O-R on it because he's the rainmaker. Oh. Is that It also rain? seems like something Samantha from Sex and the City would wear, like, on a night out or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Wait, so, so how does he make it rain? Does he well, make it rain? I will get to that. Oh, he does. He does make it rain. Oh, so yes. he oh. was villainous for a while okay um i can't tell if he's considered a heel or not in general what do you think mike uh not anymore not anymore Mm. that's kind of what i thought it's like he had that persona for a little bit Mm. um i am going to gloss over his career because there's a lot there basically he's great he's won like everything uh but the thing that he's really known for is this match against kenny omega and it was he has had multiple matches, but the one I'm going to talk about was 45 minutes and 46 seconds long. No. Oh, my gosh. It was very, very long, and this wrestling writer, Dave Meltzer, said it may have been the greatest match in pro wrestling history. Wow. And, like, all these other pro wrestlers were like, yeah, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, and they've wrestled multiple times, but this one 45-minute one seems to be the thing where everyone's like, wow, he is, like, the best ever. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I put in this picture That's from one amazing. of their matches. Yep. I don't know if it's the 45-minute one, but it's him They're just, sweaty. like, flying in, in midair, and he's wearing little sparkly shorts Patchwork, and, like, knee like. boots with tassels on them, and he's flying in the air, and it just looks incredible. Mm. Um, and the picture next to him on this slide is why I was inspired to do him in the first place, yep. because it's him in his jacket and his steampunk macaroni necklace <laughs> holding a gigantic Final Fantasy-style sword. Yes. That's what I was like, what is that game? Final yeah, Fantasy. Final yep. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... And a card. It's great. He also ha- usually has bleach blonde hair, oh, which nice. I think is a good look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
And he's holding a card for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's probably for another, it might have been for another game or something he was advertising. I just like the the knife in it. Um, So he's pretty much had the same costume from what I can tell, like all the way through. But sometimes he jazzes it up with a cape. This picture on the right, he like wears the spangly cape. When he's he handsome. Enters. Yeah, he is. I was he's say very that. handsome. Yeah. Um, he's a, a good looking dude. Uh, so he's super popular. Um, a character in the video game Tekken is inspired by him. Oh, really? But with a slightly different costume. So as a nod to that, he wrestled in that costume, like oh, a cute. real life version of it. In early 2017, I pulled a picture of that because it's really the only time I saw him like wear anything markedly different. Mm-hmm. And it's a very similar vibe, but it just has different letters on the jacket because mm-hmm. the character has a different name. But it has like a fur trim and he's got like a tiger mask. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's a very good look. But yeah, he always enters with the big arms. Mm-hmm. He does the big arms in the ring. And it's because he's the rainmaker oh and he makes it rain. So in this picture, you can see he it's full of gold confetti gold streamers in it and you can really get a good look at his pants in this one mm-hmm. yeah which are also patchwork and spangly his name is on like the front like right by his crotch there's so much happening and yeah, there there's is. just like a lot happening in this picture they look like two crayons <laughs> they do kind of like i don't know why i'm just like crayons yeah he's a super super colorful costume so his catchphrase is i'm going to make it rain money on the wrestling world got it so okay. he's the rainmaker. all right um, but just some other kind of fun facts about him. His nephew was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer, mm. but in response to that, he started a foundation to battle children's cancer. So wow. he does like guy. a lot of charitable work. Yeah. Um, and randomly, I discovered that he's in the Japanese music video for Pharrell's Happy. <gasps> Weird. That's awesome. I don't know in what capacity. I, I didn't look it up, but apparently he is in that music video. All right. But yeah, I did a lot of digging and I tried to find other like, fun crazy stories about him the thing that i kind of noticed about new japan and i don't know if this is accurate or not is it seems like most of the storyline happens in press conferences it doesn't seem to happen in the ring as much mm-hmm. as it does with wwe so they just wrestle when they're in the ring if they just don't talk yeah it seems like they oh. don't talk as much in there and then they'll go like right after they finish they'll go to a press conference and they'll be like you sucked or whatever and then he'll walk off and the next person will come in and be like I didn't suck you sucked and then they'll walk off oh that'll be like the drama yeah the drama is all like post match like interviews from what mm. I could tell so there weren't a lot of like dance offs sto- there weren't dance offs I mean I wish I could see this costume in a dance off because it was great but yeah there weren't like a lot of other like stories about him I could find because he's just been super super dominant so when I said boring it was perhaps the wrong word He's consistent in a way that doesn't make for great discussion, but definitely makes for a good wrestling career. I'm trying to make Mike like me again because I feel really uncomfortable. See? (laughs) About our relationship now, and he's just not making eye contact with me. Are you mad at us because we use Tasty Snack? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like 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 we're comfortable with it. Yeah. We accidentally blew up your spot and insulted this great wrestler, and now Mike is mad at us. And this might be our last episode. I don't know. Um, We'll have to see. But... Yeah, so that's Akata. He's very cool. Again, not a lot to say. He's just got this one super jazzy outfit. and It's his look. Mm-hmm. It's his look. He sticks to it. It works for him. And he's just mostly about those streamers. And yeah. Making it rain. I, yeah, like half the pictures I found of him were just him doing his big arms and then like different colored streamers like falling on him. That's and, fair. They're beautiful. You yeah. know, I would. It's always New Year's for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, cool. Good job, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So final thoughts, guys? I don't have any final thoughts today. I think mine was, like, just because I feel like it's kind of like a report every week once mm-hmm. we do it. Yeah. That mine is, like, even if there's something, like, boring or not as interesting, keep going with it, and you may find other things. Like, I think it was really fun how we talked about, like, what her backstory would be. Yeah. You know, Ember yeah. Moon and how we, like, guessed it ourselves. Yeah. It's, like, things like that of, like, oh, cool, we can find a way around it. Because when I was researching it, I was like, well, shit, yeah. there's not a lot here. Yeah. No. No, and I think those can also be, like, there's more to be said almost if someone doesn't have a backstory, especially because it's something that we like so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when you were looking at her, you thought she would just based on appearances, which is interesting, because yeah. that is exactly what the 
part of wrestling fashion we like is how it conveys a character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so if it's just an empty, even if it's empty, it's like, you can come up with a storyline. Yeah. And yeah. also that was why I was interested in art. Exactly. I was like, oh, your look like caught my eye. Yeah. And I think collectively that's something that all of us have been drawn to and why we started the podcast was just like, man, it's crazy how these characters dress to fit like what their deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it is basically, it's, it's one of the most powerful tools they have, like outside yeah. of their, whatever they choose to like say into the mic or whatever that night. It's, it, it really, that's the point of good costume design, right? So. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. These were all very interesting cases this week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally just mesmerized by the, the gifts that Mike pulled for I know. us. Of them doing their different things, yeah. but then you can see him making it rain in yeah. action. Also Beautiful. that sadness can be hidden in a Wikipedia article. Oh God. I mean, yeah. my God. Wow, hidden tragedies around every corner. Yep. Well, now that we're all just feeling introspective and thoughtful, guys, we do have a social media presence. Should you wish to keep up with us, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at KFAB Podcast. Without the E, Mm -hmm. like the podcast is written. Yep, KFAB minus the E is, Mm -hmm. is us. Uh, Instagram is great because you can see the, the looks we're actually talking about in real time. As wonderful as we are with our words, I know it's really helpful to actually see the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Katie is killing it on our Twitter. Uh, I'm having fun. It's so good. There's such good gifts on there. Um, there are. It's, it's really fun. Come, like, give us suggestions. Like, you know, tell us interesting facts that we may not know about these wrestlers. Absolutely. We're not looking deep into it. Recommend wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely, we have a small enough following right now that we will 100% do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And also tell your friends about this. Yeah. Please. And rate us on iTunes, subscribe, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it oh, really yeah. helps. We would like to continue doing this. Yeah. I mean, we're going to anyway, but it would be really great to feel like people are listening yeah to feel loved like nikki and john cena oh my yes. god they're real love and i think we're on all the we're on every everywhere you can find your podcast now yep. we should be on except for spotify all of the things except mm-hmm. for spotify but everywhere else you can find us i don't know anyone who listens to it on spotify so i don't either i don't know about that oh and just before we go i want to say a quick thank you to the podcast rita and weep um which is run by a, a friend of mine from college alex falcone he's really funny comedian their podcast is super funny they talk about books and movies and tv shows and they gave us a really sweet shout out a couple weeks ago so thank you very much for that guys yeah it's called read it and weep read it and weep yeah they're very very funny and they've been doing that for like years so they are very experienced podcasters listen to them for professionalism listen to us for raw joy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i like that yeah Hashtag raw joy, also raw, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also raw WWE. Also raw WWE. Yep. I'm falling asleep. Uh, well, let's get out of here then. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye.